What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another quick solo episode here on the Multifamily Wealth Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about partnerships, uh, specifically as it relates to how you should think about forming partnerships and think about uh, who you should be partnering with as it relates to the skill sets in the potential partner you are looking to work with. Uh, because a lot of people get this very wrong. And I'm going to be talking about partnering at the business level and partnering at the deal level uh, and you know, as it relates to an joint venture capacity. So whether you are someone who is looking to partner with other folks, whether it's to find a partner in your business that can take some work off your plate and you guys can grow a company together, or whether you're looking to partner with joint venture partners on a deal-by-deal basis, uh, I want to communicate this one concept to you. And the concept that I'm going to be talking about is partnering with people, uh, other investors, or just individuals uh, that can be replaced by vendors easily. Uh, and this is something that I'm consistently thinking about when I'm establishing partnerships with other investors or other people. Uh, we partner on a deal-by-deal basis with folks. I don't have any partners at the business level. But the question that I'm always asking myself is, is the person that I'm partnering with assuming that we're partnering in an equity split capacity, as in they are uh, going to be in the general partnership, or we're going to be splitting up the equity between us if it's a small joint venture. I'm always asking myself, is this somebody that can be simply replaced by a vendor? And if the answer is yes, um, well, the partnership looks very different if, uh, if not that it doesn't happen whatsoever. And I see so many other investors and business people in general partnering with other folks in their business that are basically vendors that could be replaced by vendors. And what do I mean by that? Um, Well, there's a lot of folks who partner with someone that is good at property management, right? This is something that, you know, we see all the time. Uh, You have somebody who's great at finding deals. It's great at raising capital. And then they go and, you know, they partner with this person they've known for a while who can manage the properties, right? And they split their partnership down the middle and, Partner A is going out there and finding deals and putting together the money. Partner B is the one that manages them and off they go. Well, in that situation, partner B, the one who's doing the management, is just being very, very well compensated for what they are doing. Um, And, you know, there's all kinds of nuance to this, so I don't even want to get into all the nuance around it, but I'm speaking from a fundamental level. Because partner B could be replaced by a vendor at a predetermined market price. Uh, there's management companies in basically every market throughout the country, right? Sure, some rural towns, maybe there isn't. Maybe there is some value in this partnership. Again, that's the nuance I'm talking about. But assuming they're operating in a relatively decent-sized area and there's a few management companies to pick from, that partner's contribution can now be defined down to 8% of gross rents and a leasing fee. And is that worth half the equity in a general partnership or in a company that's going out there and buying real estate? Probably not, right? That's I think it's safe to say probably not. Um, and there's all kinds of examples of this. You know, partner B does the underwriting and partners A and B, or excuse me, partner A does the does the deal finding and capital raising, right? And you get a numbers guy and you get somebody who's good at sales who's going to go find the deals of the money. Well, if they're splitting a 50-50, the partner that's underwriting is being compensated way too significantly because underwriting is a very easily A, outsourced skill whether that's internally or B, you can hire you know a vendor or C, it's just something that you can figure out on the fly and does not bring nearly the same amount of value to the partnership as somebody who's going out there and actually finding deals and raising money. So 
The next time you're thinking about potentially partnering on a deal or in your business with someone, I think it's a very, very helpful question to ask before you start going down too far down the road is, is the contribution that this individual is bringing to the company or to this deal something that is very easily replaced by a vendor at a price that is very easy to determine? And if so, that probably changes the way that you think about it, right? It changes the conversation a little bit. And one of the most common reasons for dissension amongst a partnership group or partners is that one partner or multiple partners feels that another partner is not bringing the same value to the partnership that the other ones are, right? Or that they are. And that's oftentimes that little seed, uh, that little you know challenge or that seed that then grows into a large uh, issue down the line is I'm bringing this work to the partnership. They are bringing this. The work I'm doing is much more valuable, but I'm being compensated less than what I'm bringing. And therefore, I'm unhappy in this partnership. That is oftentimes where there's challenges amongst partners. And one of the easiest ways you can get around that is just don't partner with someone who can be easily hired out, right? Can be easily replaced by a vendor that's hired. And ensuring that the contribution that all partners are bringing to the partnership is not something that can be outsourced. And some quick examples of that are finding deals, raising capital. Those are two activities that just cannot be outsourced. Um, you can't go and hire a firm to help you with that. You can't go on Upwork and hire a, an assistant or a freelancer to help you with that. Those are tasks and skills and work that is exclusive to the individuals doing them oftentimes. And you can create a system that helps you find deals and outsource parts of that system, but there still needs to be somebody running it, right? There still needs to be someone who's owning that process. And... Oftentimes, the best skill or the best partnerships are when you have someone who's great at finding deals, somebody who's great at raising money. That's like the rocket fuel partnership uh, in a real estate business. Now, that said, and and I'm going to get away from an example I used earlier in terms of somebody who's doing that type of work, partnering with somebody who's good at property management. Um, there is still a lot of value in somebody who is great at finding deals. Maybe he's also great at finding deals and raising money because those are complementary skill sets oftentimes because they require sales and networking and, and both of those things oftentimes can be accomplished by the same person. But having somebody like that partner with someone who's excellent in operations um, and operations being building the actual business, like the actual business itself in terms of hiring internally within the company, as well as asset managing and operating the existing assets. Um, and that only really works when you get to a scale in the business to where you need somebody who is excellent at that work to focus on it in a full-time capacity, both making sure that when we're internally hiring and, uh, and actually growing the business that we have the right systems in place, the right processes in place, all of the right, you know, every, everything is in line in the business, but also we're making sure that we asset manage as well, but you have to hit a scale in order for that to make sense, because oftentimes that stuff is a marginal, uh, it, it, it just doesn't require the same time investment that finding deals and raising money does. So there are there is a lot of nuance around this conversation. But again, my goal in this episode was to communicate the concept of if you find yourself partnering with people that are easily replaced by vendors or, or could be replaced by internal hires, you might not be partnering in the right way and you may be leaving money on the table. And if you're someone who's in a partnership and you feel like you could be replaced by a vendor, you should start to think about how to make yourself more valuable in the marketplace. Develop some skills that are not hired out, such as being able to raise money, such as being able to 
um, fine deal, such as being like the COO of a business, like not someone who can manage property, but someone who can operate a larger business, you know, like an integrator for thinking about the rocket fuel technology and the EOS ter- uh, terminology. So hopefully this was helpful to folks out there. A lot of the questions I get online and, you know, just from other investors is I need a partner. I want to find a partner. I don't know how to structure a partnership. I know that I need partners to grow my business, partners, partners, partners. And I think that this is something that might be helpful for folks that are you know, in the early stages of trying to figure that part of their business out. And if you learned something in this episode, I would greatly appreciate you leaving a rating and a review for the podcast, whether you're on Spotify or iTunes. And um, I'll catch you guys in the next one.